Hey guys, welcome back to Sugar Bee Podcast Miami. What's up? This is your host, Millie Leader. Millie, what is going on? Joining me today, I have Seth and Addis. Welcome, you guys. Hello, hello. Thank you. One day, (laughs) when I say welcome, you guys are going to know that that's your chance to say hi. (laughs) Thank you, Addis. <laughs> responding. I googled, I googled the appropriate response for a welcome. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> Final episode of this podcast. You guys will get it. <laughs> it's good. It's fine. Um, what's up, you guys? What a weird couple of weeks, right? Hello? Can you hear I me? I missed what you said. Right? Yeah, now I do. What's going on? <laughs> I can hear you. Can you... Do you hear me? Okay, super strange. I don't know what's going on. Anyways. um, I was saying, it's been a weird couple of weeks. <laughs> So much has happened. True, true, true. In in the book, in life, right? Um. Oh, some housekeeping before we get started on the book. Um, bro, on today's episode of F Amazon. Okay, Amazon de nuevo con la jolerera. Like, what is wrong? Okay, you guys, as you may remember, I think on the last episode, the episode before that, I mentioned about how you should be very vigilant of your bank accounts because Amazon be adding on stuff and charging you for extra stuff that you didn't ask for and they get away with it, right? This morning, esta mañana, this morning, I happen to be checking my bank account for something else and I look... Amazon de nuevo cobrándome. So I hit them up. I'm like, hey, what are you guys charging me for? And they're like, oh, for HBO again. And I'm like, why why did they do this? (laughs) So guys, keep an eye on your Amazons. On your or not on your Amazon account, it really on your bank account, and make sure Amazon is not charging you for stuff that you do not that you do not subscribe to. Because this is the second time I've had to call to have them did they tell you me like, oh yeah, HBO you did you should be like, what day did I subscribe? So they're pissing me off. <laughs> that's a good. You know what? That's a good yeah. question. When it happens inevitably again, I will ask them that. Yo, they, they're fresh. But anyway, so that's my Amazon story for today. Um, <laughs> this week in Florida, so much has happened. Um, so many developments. Where do I start? Uh, well, as we were discussing earlier off air. The Broadwalk in Hollywood is open <laughs> between 6 and 9 a.m. 
So the early bird gets the worm. <laughs> if you want to get a little sunrise stroll by the beach, Hollywood Broadwalk is your place yeah, man. to go. It's been a while Honestly, since if Hollywood um, wasn't so far, up there, I and I'm like, man, this is a drive. Well, I mean, well, not so much for, like, the driving. It's for, like, the earliness. Because, you know, I'm not, like, a morning person. So I'd have to, like, for me to get there at 6 a.m., like, to really enjoy the time. That's that's rough. I'd have to, like, leave here at (laughs) 5 a.m. It's like, I know my limitations. No. That's never going to happen. I want it to, but it won't. So... Yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, my body's reclaiming everything I've done to it in in the past years. For real. For real. Um, other things in Florida. Um, let's go up the. Oh my God. <laughs> let's go up the Gulf Coast, shall we? Um, let's start down by Naples. <laughs> Naples. Naples this past weekend. Um, Something, and and you know what? I called this. I called this foolishness, right? Because I thought about it. So Naples opened up their beaches last week. And and like their restaurants too. So I thought about taking my mom to Naples for Mother's Day to like hang out. I was like, oh, we could go to the beach and, like, go out to eat and come back. Whatever. It's, well, Naples is, like, an hour and a half drive. But then I was like, I feel like every other Miamian is going to do the same exact thing. Lo and behold, Naples on Monday (laughs) called an emergency meeting because they were they were trying to shut down the beaches because they saw too many Miami Dade and Broward tags and it was like too crowded supposedly at the beach. So they wanted to shut the beaches back down. And I was like, first of all, Naples, don't you dare pretend like Miamians and Broward people don't drive up to Naples on any given weekend for the beach. You know what I mean? Like, don't flatter yourself. Like, that is already a thing. And a lot of people also, like, go back and forth. Like, I used to know people who used to live, like, in Naples and, like, drive to Fort Lauderdale for work. And I'm like, that's really stupid, but okay. That's a dedication to wanting to live in Naples. And vice versa. People who lived in Fort Lauderdale and drove, you know, over to the other side. Second, Naples, why would you want to, like, why would you punish the citizens of your county because of a of another county's citizens? Like, that's messed up. These old people in Naples, like, love the beach. Why would you do that? But thank you know, thankfully, it didn't pass. They ended up just doing their thing and whatever. Okay, cool. That's Naples. Lee County, Fort Myers. 
you know, along with the rest of the state, is opening up at 25% capacity for restaurants and stuff. So that's interesting. And then apparently Lee County was also super full Mother's Day weekend. Okay. Then we go up to Clearwater. <laughs> because I don't know. Um, Clearwater, I guess they want to like shed their Scientology image. And they want to be known for something else, which is for the protesters. Oh <laughs> That were exercising outside of the courthouse in support of gyms. <laughs> and I was just like, what's going on? Why is this happening? <laughs> you know, the Scientologists want to get buff. And although, you know, they showed that they could exercise outside. <laughs> without the assistance of gym equipment and facilities it was to show that I don't know they want to exercise and they'll exercise yeah. anywhere including in front of the courthouse in Clearwater so I don't know Florida get your shit together but then I can't I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the foolishness that's going on down here in the hometown, the home county, if you will. So, so far, I've been kind of okay with, like, you know, Mayor Jimenez, mayor of Miami-Dade County, and, like, what he's been doing and putting forth until today, like, where he put forth, like, his, you know, like, his proposal for opening up Miami-Dade. And so his proposal is that our phase one be opening restaurants at 50% capacity. And I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't even make any sense. How, how is our phase one going to be opening to a higher capacity than the That's rest it. of the state is? <laughs> that doesn't even like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> And I'm just like, wait a minute. I'm like, maybe. And then I was like, May... and then I'm like, wait, is the rest of the state in phase two that I don't know about? No, no, no. No. He just wants our phase one to include 50% capacity at a restaurant. And I'm like, wow. That's real effing stupid. Uh, yes, faith in the people of the county. I, I well, I'm still waiting for like the logic for like the explanation of that particular number because I'm like WTF? That's stupid. And then, <laughs> and then, well, I'm happy because like nails. You know what's funny? I've seen people that are really upset about that, but they're upset so because really they're hope, like, wait a minute. You know, so you need to tell me open. <laughs> go get my nails done when people are all up in my business, but you can't open a beach where I can definitely keep more distance than that. I agree. I mean, so, I no, agree with like, that some logic. People are really yeah, that but they're opening those whatever. types of businesses at this point, because you know they're so whatever. I'm personal. 
I yeah, I'm curious to know why. Well, okay. So let me let me mention this. So originally, Broward, Miami Dade County, and West Palm were supposed to like work together. <laughs> And West Palm was just like, F it. We don't, we don't <laughs> they didn't want to be involved with our kind. They jumped the Tri-County ship. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what they were getting into. But it's, but it's kind of true. It's like, uh, well, even though West Palm is like heavily populated, yeah. it's just different up there. It's, like, relatively populated, I guess you could say, to, like, the rest of the state. So, yeah, they should just do their own thing. But I don't know. I don't know. And then freaking the city of Miami mayor, (laughs) it was really funny because, you know, he's been just trying to forge his own path since this whole corona thing started. And like he, so did you? I don't know if you saw, but like last week or the week yeah. before, did he, get he had ride? issued, I guess, like his own plan <laughs> for opening city of Miami. I oh, I didn't see that, but it was just pretty much like, yeah, I, I which I also thought was just. Super strange because I was like, why not just go oh, with the rest yeah. of the county? And he like refused to open their parks and their marinas and something else. Yeah, but now I think on the 20th, oh, they're going to open the parks and marinas, and then on the 27th, they're going to open their restaurants. Well, maybe he's trying to. But I was just like, why is this guy so insistent on like doing his own thing? So. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> I would not vote. I mean, it's like the, the leading... Ch- is it Chicago? Just on Michigan? the basis the, that he's just... He um, just seems like the he's The governor struggling. who it's now getting literally um, death threats, uh, threats from right-wing people because she won't open. Is it Chicago? Oh, man, what's her name? No, it's Chicago, it's- Michigan. Oh, man, what's her name? Atlanta. But um, she won't. Oh, she won't open the, the like. She's still maintaining it in lockdown, and they, she's getting sued, and people are like losing. Doesn't that's the one that they're allowed to go with guns into city halls and stuff, and that they're looking to change in the law, <laughs> and now she's getting death threats. But people are like. Oh, I mean, uh, her approval ratings apparently are like extremely high. It might be Michigan. <laughs> so clearly, these right wings are, you know, again, a good. It's it's nice to see that because it shows that they're they're the minority, was, even though they think they're not. <laughs> yeah, like they're just loud. Well. So, you know, on the topic of, like, these nail salons and businesses like that, I've been hearing, and I'm not going to mention in where, what particular places, but I've just been hearing in general 
I've heard that, that too. there in have Miami been places that have been operating mm-hmm. on the DL. And they all over several counties. And I'm just like, why couldn't our nail salon be one of those places? Because <laughs> I totally would have gone. Um, look, I'm not going to say which place, but I know of That's a tattoo funny. place of that I'm things. 90% sure is operating on the DL. Too beautiful. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> Hey, let me tell you something. I really want another tattoo. So, I don't know. Guy get it. <laughs> Guy get it. It's essential. Sometimes the tattoos can't wait. Never thought to hear that word I don't know. So, so much in my lifetime. It is essential. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I'm just so... Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I know, right? Like... Let's see what happens. I, it, you know, clearly, obviously, be smart about this. When they open stuff, don't go there. Let everyone else go there first and see how mismanaged everything is. No, I will. You're so funny. I will be at the nail salon because if the nail salon closes again, my nails will be done. That's fine. I will be at the nail salon, not on Monday, because I need to wait to get paid. Or do I? Hmm. I don't know. I have to check. But, yo, I will be there as soon as financially possible. (laughs) Well, and the thing is, I know for, like, nail salons and, like, um, barbers and stuff, it has to be by appointment. And they can't have people waiting inside. So either way, TBH. And then it's going to be at 25% capacity. So what, at our nail salon, it's going to be like, what, like four people at a time? Not even. I don't even know if there's enough space for four people separated at a time. Maybe three people at a time, bro. Four, four, four. If you have oh, two people doing suck. pedicures and then two people doing manicures. Because it's not that big. It is going to suck. That's why I'm kind of like, dang. Because to it's, gonna to be, no? it's probably going to take a long time to get an appointment. I, I But they're taking appointments. Like, for example, I called the hair place and they told me, hey, what, what no, he's No, because they're not open. That- He's taking the people as the appointments, even though it's months behind, in a sense. Um, where he stopped, he's starting back up in that list. Like, he's, he hasn't moved any appointments. He's added other people after that, but he's going based on the list that he originally had before they closed. So if I think we went into at the end of March. So whatever appointments, you know, he had then, he's starting with the March appointments first and making his way down the list. I don't know, maybe I should try calling. Because I remember one time I tried calling for... There was something. There was some reason I was trying to call them. 
and no one answered. So I was kind of like, yeah. okay. But I guess I'll see if so, they're like at the place. It, yeah, I, I think for this one, at least being proactive and definitely trying to call, especially now that they know it's going to open pizza. Oh, you know, people are calling. Yeah, no. And that place gets so, like, that place is so popular. And, but, the, and so that's also why I'm kind of like, I'm not going to go out to eat, or at least not to any sit down places. At, like, I'm not going to waste my time trying to go out to eat for a while. It is. And that's why I'm like, mm, I'm not in a rush. Like, I just feel like it's going to be super packed. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Like, I feel like it's just going to be very packed, long lines, long waits at places to eat. And I don't got time for that. I mean, for sure, I'm going to be still holding out to as long as I can. Again, I'm working, so I'm pretty busy. So, and I'm still dealing with Ian. Maybe, you know, maybe once Ian's out of school, it will be a little different. But, I don't know. Let's see what happens. I'm curious to see how this is going to go, opening businesses. Especially since the numbers keep rising and other countries that have opened are finding that their people are, mm-hmm. you know, like a second wave is coming back to them and they're like, oh, crap. So let's see what happens. Um, I was telling our friend the other day, I was just like, this is just revealed to me that people are nasty. And that's why I don't want to be around people now. It's like making me into like a lower level germaphobe. Not so much because I don't want to get I sick, that. but because people are that. nasty as I mean, I was like a low like, level germaphobe. People before, are the worst. But now it's now like I can't ignore the signs of how gross people are. <laughs> Like, you know, when you when you would, like, go to the bathroom and you'd see, like, a woman walk out of a stall and not wash her hands? Like, I just People look the other way, like, oh, man, okay, I guess. Now I can't say okay, I guess, to that. <laughs> Horrible. Like, exactly, like, those people, mm-hmm. like, oof. Bro, like, if you weren't already washing your hands or covering your mouth, like, when you coughed or sneezed before this, you were already just not someone I wanted to vibe with in the first place. Like, what? People are so, oh, my God, like, the other day, I went to the grocery store, and there were gloves on the floor inside of the grocery store, and I was like... Why are people <laughs> like this? It doesn't make sense. We live in a society, like, with rules. <laughs> so, that was particularly upsetting. I was like, why? Too much of a hassle. Why couldn't you just take the gloves with you? I don't understand. And, like... I see, like, yeah. you know, and of course the face masks. 
on the Everything. floor and the gloves <laughs> and it's just the wipes and you're just like I don't understand this defeats yeah like those people and there are a lot more of those people than I think we thought so I don't want to be around <laughs> those people I don't want them to touch me so when's the next time I'm ever going to go like clubbing I don't know because I mean, Man. if anything, that should tell you how reliable Man. and good our human that. body is because we've been mm-hmm. dealing with this for years since we were born. Definitely. And we've been fine. So it just happens that the thing that right now is like extra sensitive. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't see myself leaving for a little bit, but definitely still buying stuff, like, you know, restaurant stuff, for sure. But hanging out with other people for a little bit, like, you know, large groups of strangers, I don't know. Yes, large groups of strangers is who I don't want to be around. If I know you, like, do you and, like, have I vibe with you and I know like We're you're good. a normal person with common sense, fine. But I don't know you. Like, I don't, you know, you know me, critical thinking skills are important. And so it's like, if I don't know you like that, no, I don't want to be next to you. Don't come touch me. No, don't look at me. Don't even. Just keep walking. That's how I feel right now. And so, I don't know when life will go back to normal, but I don't think it will at this point. I think I've been in denial. (laughs) I've been in like the weird stages of grief, but stuck at denial. And I think now I have skipped over to acceptance. Like, I'm resigned to this. This is my life now. I don't blame you for that. I don't know. Mildred, I was going to ask you, would you go to Disney? But I am thinking of all the vacations I'm going to (laughs) take. Yes. Do you know how long it's, you probably won't Disney, be going in Disney's going to operate at 25% <laughs> capacity too. I know. I know. That's the thing. That's the thing with Disney is that is that for which I've been wondering how are they going to do that because does that mean that people are just going to be at the park, lining up at the parks from 6 a.m. to make sure that they get into that 25 I think so. You know number? how, is it, um, it is Disney. You know when you go into the seats, you see them clipping like a little button? <laughs> so the, they already like, know I... the system. They're just like, okay, great. So instead of 100, now we only let 25 people in. So fine. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they're definitely gonna. No, do no, but what spacing. I'm saying, like, no, no, I'm not worried about the counting. Be, you know, I'm like... worried about the getting inside because, like, so. I... No, not I'm not saying that either. I'm saying that how do I, as a Disney 
consumer make sure that I am able to there's no way to guarantee you can get in because like for instance um like on certain holidays like they say like if you read the Disney blogs <laughs> girl the that's Disney all canceled down for certain things you have to be at the park like when they open or even earlier because because they no, but so what I'm saying is that there are people who don't get to the park early enough, like on New Year's Eve or something, and they can't get in. So I'm thinking, like, dang, I have to go to Disney yeah. and be at Disney super early in the morning just to ensure I'm gonna be able like, to get all of in. those things are out the window. I think what they're gonna do that's is that's very they difficult. Have to I don't even know if I can live that, that life, day, bro. So, so. So I think they're not going to do anything at the door anymore. It's all going to be like, you already bought your ticket, you come. If you don't show up, too bad. No, but then, no, but I don't, you can't do that either because that's not possible stuff because you don't buy your ticket for a certain day. You buy your ticket and then you go and like activate your ticket on that day. Oh, sad. Like, your ticket isn't activated <laughs> until you actually yeah. get to the door. I don't know. I and, feel you know, like they, they like, might have to modify do that, that, that having people thing. pick a date. That way they can have a final tally. I mean, that's what I would do, but, you know. I'm not Disney. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But the answer is yes, I will be at Disney. Even I have to ditch all of you guys and go by myself, which I was going to do anyways. Because I had the annual pass. I feel like I'll stay up there and go by myself for Why even stop there? Just go over in the cabin somewhere and quarantine yourself in a beautiful cabin. I will complain about it. Bro, that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying about like the Grand Canyon and stuff. Like if the if any of the parks were like if like if I had like a guarantee that like the Grand Canyon would open like the the visitors part, I would like so just go on my little trip by myself. Because I'd be by myself the whole time. It'd be nice. (laughs) I've had many ideas for stupid stuff I could do throughout this this quarantine. That (laughs) ideas I don't necessarily uh, and that I'm not going to necessarily share on here. But I've definitely had like ideas of like. I'm like, hmm, like totally possible. Like, if I wanted to just like dip, I could. But I say yes, Mildred. I say it is. Is it my best life choice? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's why I didn't do it. No. <laughs> the I no no the the ideas I had no not a good idea <laughs> not a good idea. Okay. No. I will tell you guys off air. Not a good idea. You will agree with me. It's not a good idea. 
But if I was just wanting to look yes, to pass the time, pass the time. Okay, guys. Are we ready <laughs> to get into this book, though? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, I think we can get through this chapter pretty quickly because only because it's like a shorter chapter. It's pretty straightforward. I'm excited um, to see what you you guys which section you like yeah, best. Yeah, it's like super short. I mean, obviously, I love all um, I love all the sections. So, <laughs> bro, bro, you already know. You already know. Start with you already know. You already <laughs> know. Like, what's my favorite section out here <laughs> in this chapter? Oh my god. <laughs> Let's start with St. Clair. Oh, Addis. You, you, you were in perspective. The reason why I, I decided to do the whole... toilet myself instead of paying someone is because I, I had just finished this chapter. <laughs> and I was like, I will become useful. I'm not going to lie, bro. Th- this this particular section of the book, like this first section of this chapter, it really makes you kind of like think about like your life decisions. Just like what can you practically do? Like what skills do you have to offer for survival for yourself and for like other people? You know? Um... As we know, Sinclair um, was the director of Distress, <laughs> um, which was an acronym for what? Department of Strategic Resources. And basically, um, he was responsible for basically um, coming up with the resources um, to kill ratio right which is basically figuring out strategic ways to maximize like efficiency of resources and of course efficiency of like killing the zombies and so he was a very practical person like okay how can we kill the maximum amount of zombies for the cheapest amount of money you know what I mean and so um and then we also have, you know, where yeah. he's taking a look at, like, talent, right? What he calls talent. And which describes, like, the workforce in the book, in, like, this world now. Like, in the post-apocalyptic zombie time, what can you, like, do? And he talks about, like, just, like, the role reversals between people who have, were traditionally considered... Um, more educated and quote like more useful and stuff right so like paper pushers like me (laughs) Um, (laughs) and he says he's like he's like everyone with some version of an executive or representative an analyst or a consultant all perfectly suited to the pre-world pre-war world but all totally inadequate for the present crisis we needed carpenters, masons, machinists, gunsmiths. <laughs> we had those people to be sure, but not nearly as many as were necessary. Right 
So, yo. I know, man. When they said consultant, I called the Like, I'm telling you, for me, I'm just like, I'm like, I mean, I think eventually, like, as society were to begin to build up again, I would be useful. Like, my skills would be useful, right? For, like, putting stuff together, like, putting people together, like, um, like, connecting, you know, like, community resources. Like, eventually... But like when you are like down yeah, in like the grit, like the nitty gritty uh, of like time, zombie war, I'm not really that, useful. Like, it's because you deal more with emotional senses. So, so if we're in the, the the heat of the zombie apocalypse, I feel like that's not the time that you can help out. You can't be like, "Are you okay? Like, how are you feeling? How can I help you?" But right after that. Like, once you survive, when someone protects you, you can emotionally support them, you know? Right, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm like, the second level, maybe, or even the third level of, like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like, I'm not, I don't necessarily... Uh, contribute to the first food, shelter, water <laughs> part of it. And I mean, it's just very interesting to think about because it's like, okay, if there was a crisis, right? Like right now, what would I do? And I think, um, you know, I think Florida tends to have like a little practice with this because of hurricane season because you have to be like on your A game like in hurricane season you can't be like dead weight (laughs) you know so it's like you have to know certain things so I'm just like okay at least I know during a hurricane I'm useful like I know sandbags are useful I can haul sandbags around (laughs) Uh, I can cook. I will be, I will be the mess hall. <laughs> I can cook. I can, I'm a good worker, aunt. Like, if you tell me what to do and how to do it, I'll do it. Like, I'll be like, okay, give me a little task. I'll complete it. No problems. Headphones. I'm good. But, um... But yeah, hurricane season, I think we get like a little practice when stuff goes awry occasionally. Sometimes we have to, you know, not have AC or not have hot water, you know, or electricity. So, so I don't know. I think Floridians might do okay no. during a zombie <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> You, you saw how think? they reacted. There is a virus that's literally okay. nothing to do with your fucking Please ass. Expand. And they hog <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> nothing to do with the okay, actual man. We need that disease or a virus. They, they, just, they just went into panic but, mode. Huh. Someone huh. said toilet to come, paper and to they all to... jumped in that bandwagon. And hoarded toilet paper. <laughs> to Florida's defense. To Florida's defense. It was. 
it was not just the no Florida. that's what i'm that saying in Aldo. general if it was just i don't think Florida, anyone then... is ready for this even those people who are doomsday preppers honestly i just think those people like the idea of it but i think they will fail epically at it hmm. i don't i don't i well i think well the failure isn't 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 believing that you know right. everything right like when you accept that you don't know everything and you like have room to grow and to learn then you're good man because mm-hmm. like you, you you can adapt right but when you think that you know everything or that you're completely prepared for everything and that you don't have any like room for improvement that's a problem like the the that mentality is a big problem yeah and you know what's not a thing is that I, I think the people who will do great in things like that. And I think that's just in any scenario, it's the people that know how to handle chaos. Maybe because they've handled it in their own personal lives. Yeah. In trauma, in traumatic. But, you know, I mean, it, it, it helps like, you people... like assess the situation rather than go into panic mode. Those are the people that do well in these, um, in these scenarios. You know, you, you, you assess right. the situation, you take a breather, you look around, and then you make a decision rather than just run and do whatever they told you to do. You know, you just kind of, like, take a minute to to think about this. So, yeah, I think Florida's screwed. Florida's <laughs> all about emotions. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you a gator at the White Donald's Corcoran. Because what? they were mad. Oh, my God. Someone threw because they didn't have the order right. Someone threw their alligator at the McDonald's staff because they were mad. Oh my god! I have to send you guys a stand-up <laughs> about that specifically. Like someone was talking about that, like the alligator through the drive-through. <laughs> First of all, so many questions. Why do you have a gator? That's more common than you car. think, honestly. How is not that bad? Why? The white how? Like, there's a lot of Floridians who keep gators as pets. Floridians and people from Louisiana too, like people who just hug the the Gulf Coast. I guess it's like why? Yep, they're like you're mine now. We're who friends. just like have access to swamp water? Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I don't. I don't see it. Uh, I don't foresee it happening. I think yeah, Florida's going to be one of the easy ones to wipe and... out. Also, because keep in mind oh that gosh. we're in a very heavily, mm-hmm. very heavy population. So maybe rural that doesn't Florida, help maybe either. by like Okeechobee. What do you think about Maybe, but mainly because lack of, of people, uh, the lack of resource, people. It's higher ground, there's higher elevation. Um, because, I mean, South Florida is basically flat. So we know that, like, zombie apocalypse-wise, that's a no-go. We wouldn't make it. We have no barrier. Yeah, we're um, screwed. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, if anything, people in, like, Central Florida... And further up, I have a chance. Maybe. 
Well, we can always go to one of those little Wait, islands. Have you seen? Have you heard, <laughs> heard stories that. of the islands? <laughs> the the pachanga. Ah, okay. Hold on, but we haven't. We have not. Girl, fine, <laughs> don't fine, make fine, me fine, spoil fine. this. Anyways, book either way, point is, um, I think it was a good chapter. It pretty much opened your eyes as again as a consultant opens your eyes how useful you are or useless you are in you know in situations that are like primitive you know food shelter um Mm -hmm. bed you know so right and um and on here and you know in this chapter they also talk about you know, they touch on like what I had mentioned before. Mm-hmm. It's like and that. That's a second. That's a second thing. One, you gotta be able to think in your head, and two, you gotta be willing to do not whatever it takes, but be very open about what you're gonna do. You know what? Mm-hmm. I think I could be a good garden person. Now that I'm seeing this. I don't necessarily think I have a green thumb, but I know herbs, kind of, and stuff. I know. Oh. You know, I dabble a little bit in the holistic I know, medicine. I know I'm screwed because <laughs> so, I was in the military, so I know what's going to happen. Still feel screwed <laughs> after being in the military? Like, wouldn't you have more prepared? No, I'll be screwed because they're going <laughs> to force me to go back. <laughs> That's oh, that's yeah. the thing I'm saying. I'm sorry. So, I know they're gonna, and I think they said that in the book at some point that they recalled all the people that had left. They were like, "Yeah, sorry, dog, <laughs> you gotta come back." <laughs> I think it yeah, mentioned like the out of shape people, people that right? haven't served in like ten years and now are being forced to come back because they don't have people. And statistically speaking, if you look at the population right now, literally, I think last time I saw the stats, and again, I have to check this, is that only like 10% of the population in the United States can actually even qualify in the medical and fitness standards to be in the military. Wow. So we're not doing too well. Well, you know, one thing I was, like, discussing with my coworker was that because the United States has such a high rate of, of these underlying conditions, that's why it has affected us so hard. And I was like, yo, I honestly hadn't thought about that. Because we have the highest rates of obesity, the highest rates of diabetes, the highest rates of blood yeah, pre- yeah, yeah. high blood pressure, high cholesterol, cardio- cardiovascular issues. You know we, what I mean? We're like, not a healthy nation, and it shows. <laughs> not just physically, but mentally. And so like, that's it why. Shows. And so that's why that's why it has hit us so like tan fuerte. And I was like, yo. I was like, mate. I was like, dang, coworker, you're dropping like some truths on me right now. Like, I like stuff that I knew, but I didn't think about it that way in like the context of like. I mean, honestly, like what this virus is doing is just showing everyone's like how how weak we are. Literally, that this simple respiratory 
you know, virus that in a regular, on a regular person, you'd be fine. I mean, it'd be miserable, but you'd be fine, you know? But if you have anything, anything. And, like, our food and our yeah, diet, it, like. It definitely brings awareness to that, um, that we definitely need to do something about that. And you would think health. Anyways, we're not going <laughs> to talk about that tension. Going back to the book. Yeah, let's not. Because we could we could go But you know, adaptability yeah. as you were saying. But um in the book one of the big issues. And um and so, you know, like I mean man, I could like read this whole chapter and it just like hits man, it just slaps. Um but um, you know, he talks about like the segregated workforce and he said okay, he says um, the president gave me the kind of power I needed to meet any physical or logistical challenge. Unfortunately, what neither he nor anyone on earth could give me was the power to change the way people thought. What? As I explained, <laughs> word, bro. As I explained, America was a segregated workforce, and in many cases, the segregation contained a, c- a cultural element. A great many of our instructors were first-generation immigrants. These were the people who knew how to take care of themselves, how to survive on very little and work with what they had. These were the people who tended small gardens in their backyards, who repaired their own homes, who kept their appliances running for as long as mechanically possible. It was crucial that these people teach the rest of us to break from our comfortable, disposable consumer lifestyle even though their labor had allowed us to maintain that lifestyle in the first place. Then the next little part. Yes, there was <laughs> racism, but there was also classism. Oh my God. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Crazy. Um, I like the last yeah. sentence of that. <laughs> I like that. No, the last there was sentence also classism. of that paragraph. Where it says, um, and suddenly oh. that peon is your teacher, maybe even your boss. For some, that was scarier than the living <laughs> dead. <laughs> yes. And I mean, like, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, from the first time I read this book, this, this section, like, really, 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 like, like, just, like, stuck with me. Because of, like, that role reversal, like, we tend to really put down, you know, people Mm -hmm. who do skilled labor. You know what I mean? Like, as a society. And it's like, my dog, like, first of all, those people make either just as much or more money than we do. Let me give you a story. I asked the plumber how much (laughs) he charges an hour. He told me $105 an hour. <laughs> I went to college. I, okay. When will I ever be able to charge hundred five dollars an hour? <laughs> so then they that, that, that stuck with me. I was like, I need to become a plumber. Hence the toilet. Shook it. <laughs> you just like forget everything I was doing. I'm gonna become a plumber. Yeah, I mean, like, like you know, like when you were younger, like being a construction worker was like the worst thing you could be right like oh go to school unless you want to become a construction worker you know what i mean until you find out 
that a construction workers like if you're working legit yep. you can make good money if you're if you become <laughs> a foreman yep i mean boy. it definitely takes a lot of energy but you can definitely be making good money like it's hard work yeah but yeah and now you know um the US is starting to see the shift of putting more value back into like trade schools and stuff because of that because now like not everybody can be a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse or whatever mm-hmm. else supposed money making profession you know what i mean and it's like hey someone still has to fix stuff someone out there still has to build stuff like we can't all do the same yeah. thing And I think now this generation, too, is starting to realize, like, hey, not to say that going to school is bad. Like, you should still go to school. But, like, I think now, because there's so much more information out there, you start seeing, like, dang, there are so many people who did not go to school and are making much better money than me. Yeah. Like school, like or at least not mm-hmm. like a traditional college education is not the only way to be successful. And I think that's good. Take these pressure take this pressure off of like little eighteen year olds who don't even know themselves yeah. yet. You know. So and then also teach you know, the like it shows like that we need to like respect people and their professions a lot more too so so yeah i like the chapter um and then let me see there, i mean there's so much to be said about the, like in this chapter but oh yeah and this is like where we get the first information about the lobo Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, he started talking about, like, weapons and about, um, you know, practical, like, developing more practical weapons with you, like, so that, you know, they could spend less money and kill more zombies. And um, basically, that department just kind of, like, sets forth a lot of the blueprint for how like the country operates from this point on in the book right um and then we go and then we talk to the vice president guy hey who do you think that is you think that's bernie no so george was saying that it's um it was supposed to be like howard dean and that, like, the president oh, I know that who he that was is. referring to was probably, yeah, Colin like, Colin Powell. I just wasn't sure of the... So... The... The press... The... Yeah, I was like, is that The vice Bernie? president? Yeah. Well, I was telling George and Addis that all I could think about was freaking <laughs> Obama and Joe Biden. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> 
<laughs> Am I wrong though? Kind of crazy old white guy. No. <laughs> who knows what he who who probably knows what he's doing ironically like, both Howard Dean and Bernie were from Vermont like they were the govern uh the Vermont people so oh, yeah Howard he was Dean the governor Vermont? of Vermont oh we did like a TV here well yeah I mean Bernie was a senator but so he just... was the governor Vermont, bro. Giving us some. I thought that was people. a good. Cha- I like this chapter. Made me sad. Though I think it was Why the last thing that he said in the whole thing, in the whole chapter. Uh, there it says, um, "I don't know if great see. times make great men, but I know it. But I know that they can kill them." Yeah. Yeah. That's a little rough. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think this is like time. the most, this is what I see when I think of patriotism in America. This is what I see. Like, this is what I think of. Like, that devotion to uh, to our values, you know? Not, not, like, corrupted, but, like, protected. So this is, like, for me, my idea of patriotism is, this, you know, this precedent and what he had to say about it and how devoted he was to it. Yeah, like, I appreciate, like, real patriotism, but not, like, this weird, like, nationalism that a lot of people have going on. But, yeah, so... So we're at the Wacom. Um, we were talking about like the dedication, you know, to country, your duty to country. Yes. But yeah, I appreciate like real patriotism because there are things in this country that we should be very proud of. It doesn't mean that <laughs> we can't like recognize the bad or criticize things that we don't agree with, but there are things to be proud of. And so it's like, you know, like, when we work together, like, that's beautiful, you know? Yeah. Um, but then when we're divided, that is a huge challenge. And there's a part where he describes about how, like, that was, like, one of the most challenging things was, like, the extremist groups that threatened to divide the country during, like, such a crazy crisis, right? Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, like, oh my gosh, where is it? I thought I had it marked. Um, no, I did not have, I, apparently I didn't have it marked, but he said that that was, like, the only, that that's, like, what really worried the president, you know? Yeah, that's the one time that he was like, yeah, they must be destroyed. <laughs> Pretty much. And so, <laughs> um, and then, you know, like, he talks about how they kind of have to start, like, reverting to, um, some very... Medieval. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say middle agey like type of punishments, you know, 
like with like and like really what it was was like using public humiliation which i'm like i feel like we should resort to that but i don't know well it's interesting okay so you know there's a part where he says shame's a powerful weapon but it depended on everyone else doing the right thing and so that's like a key component to that right Mm -hmm. it's like okay like in order for the shame to work that means that there has to be people like with like there has to be enough people with like a moral compass for that to work and that's the thing yeah and that's the thing most people have that like the majority of people have that I hope so (laughs) <laughs> and and that's and that's the thing that's like really stressful to me that annoys me is the fact that it looks like we don't. But then again, you know, those people are not the ones on the news because they don't cause any news. It's like, oh yeah, this rational person agrees with rational. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna make anyone any news, you know? Yeah. Right, exactly. You you have people like Alex Jones. Oh my who god. He says like super outlandish <laughs> things, but he makes the news. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was watching John did Oliver. Did I trigger you? Yes, you did, because I was watching John Oliver. And then he was like, if it resorts to this, I'll leave my neighbors. And I was like, what? Oh he was god. like, I'll be I'll be straight up honest. I'll eat my neighbors. I'll do what I have to do if there's no more meat. Or something, he was like, I'll chop them up and eat them. (laughs) (laughs) And then John was like, yeah. And then he pointed out, he's like, yeah, you see that watch that he's carrying is $8,000. He wouldn't even think about like selling that for food, like treating that for food. He would go straight into eating his neighbors. neighbors. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he did say that. I'll eat my neighbor's ass. (laughs) Like, that's a fucking meme waiting to happen. (laughs) Oh, my God. This was also the guy who, um, you know, touted the the gay bomb frogs. The frogs, yes, the gay frogs. Oh my god, the frogs! (laughs) The frogs were honestly, oh my god! Like, there's this like crazy video. (laughs) Any video with that man, it was crazy. (laughs) But there's this one video. It's like. Is it when he goes all red? He goes red a lot. I'm not going <laughs> to You're right. But it's it's called it's like a it's like a montage video. It's like Alex Jones like tells you how miserable you are or something something like that. Like Alex Jones tells you how the world is gonna end. Like something really like doomsday type like that. And it's just like minutes of him just being like, We're all gonna die. <laughs> It's just, like, legit minutes of him, like, we're all gonna die, they're coming for you, they are gonna come and steal your property and, like, rape you. Like, it's horrible. But it's really funny, because it's so crazy, and you're just like, why is this happening? Why? But that's the thing that's scary, because we know it's funny and stupid, but some people believe that. Some people take it so dead serious, like... That's terrifying. It is terrifying. <laughs> it's it's like you didn't you didn't catch the joke. No, oh my God, Alex Jones is just quite is such a character. Um, 
I have to find that video and send it to you guys because that thing made me laugh. Like, guys on, you know, podcast land, if you have a very dark sense of humor, like we do, <laughs> look up this video I'm talking about because it's funny. <laughs> Like, bro, if you just listen to Alex Jones, you just think the world is really going to end any day now. So, yeah, that's terrifying. Um, (laughs) So, yes, we need... Basically, yeah, it's dependent on, like, people with, like, a centered moral compass, people with education, people with, like, critical thinking skills to, like, stand up and basically, like, defend your beliefs, your beliefs, and defend what's right, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, and, look at it. It worked. And the thing, and that's, and I think even more crucial than that is the fact that nobody, nobody's above the law. Oh, yeah, I love Ooh. that. Let's talk about that. I think that's the most important thing is that it doesn't matter who you are, who you think you want, you, you know, what resources you think you got or whatever, you are not above the law. You will get your, your, your whips. Your, la- you, your lashing. Yeah, your lashing. Or whatever. And I think that holds more weight because then they truly know that it's not like, oh, well, the rich get away with it type of thing, you know? It's like, no, no, no. Everyone's in the same playing field. Right. And and so and so I think for something like that to work in real life, right, would require like the people who are doing the right thing to call out the people who are doing the wrong thing. If we're talking about like a present society, like real life society, yeah. like with the government. Yeah. Um I saw a video today. There was a police officer mentioning um the abuse of powers that police are are taking advantage of right now during these times with the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I guess following people and seeing what kind of businesses are open. So, like, if someone's giving haircuts out of their house or something, they'd arrest them. And they're like, hey, you have to use your your power for for good and you also have to be like responsible with what you're doing you're violating like basic amendment rights and he went off on a rant for like probably five seven minutes and oh wow um, he he was um a part of the force in in seattle and i think they let him go because of the video they were like put the video down and he was like no so I've always said it. The biggest gang in this country is the police. It is. That's different. That's different rant for a different time. But yeah, like in that case, it takes like the good cops to call out the bad cops and to hold them responsible. Like that's the only way that that can like really work. You know? And so. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It takes the good people, like, to, you know, hold people responsible. Yeah. I mean, I that's why I'm like, I like that fact that one of the things that he was like, oh, you know, um, a senator 
because you know right now we live in a time where these people think that they can just do whatever they want so and it's okay it's just right when imagine we have a freaking president who who really legit believes he can do whatever he wants to like with no consequences yeah he could do whatever he and say whatever he wants and like and that's the thing it takes like the the centered people in the government to call out this person to be able to like effectively maybe make some type of change i don't know i don't even know anymore <laughs> yeah it's kind of disheartening because it seems like it's very much and that's one of the things i never really liked the fact that um it has to be it you know, it has to be flipped. Like, if it's controlled by the by one party, then the other party loses everything. And if it's controlled by the other party, vice versa. Like, right. I, I don't even know what it would be called, what type of government, but I feel like there should always be the same amount of people to avoid that back and forth of, like, power grab, what it seems like. You know, like, when there's... But, again, that's another tangent. Right. Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, another interesting thing when, like, so with like the extremist groups, right? Um, that they they talk about like the secessionists. Oh, yeah. and then you know he says because as the saying went, "We didn't leave America; America left us." There's a lot of truth to that. We deserve this, people. Yes, we left some special forces volunteers, tried to supply them by sea and air. But from a purely moral standing, these people were truly abandoned. I couldn't blame them for wanting to go their own way. Nobody could. That's why when we began to reclaim lost territory, we allowed every secessionist enclave a chance for peaceful reintegration. Um, So that part makes me think a lot about like rural America right um like the not even the Midwest because there's some still some pretty big cities in the Midwest but like I guess like the rural met, bleh, rural the rural oh no yes. um <laughs> that's what I was thinking you're just like gosh darn it <laughs> the rural girl no, the rural Midwest, you know, um, I think a lot of those people who voted for the person who is currently president right now, um, they have that feeling like they're left behind or that they're like marginalized. And so then for some... I still don't understand the logic why that means let's vote for this particular person. But I could see that. I could see why it would like lead to such a crazy drastic decision, you know? Like they felt like this person is like making them feel heard. You know? Yeah. I guess. No, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, like, no, no, I, I, I see what you mean. That they they felt like they were underrepresented. And then they have this guy who's coming, who's thinking and saying everything that they think and say. 
Right, and that's what pushes people to take, like, such drastic measures, you know? Like, these people who, for some reason, feel like it's appropriate to go march on government buildings with guns. Right. I don't know. I don't know, you know, which are the same people who who tend to be, yeah, like secessionists, who would be, who would turn into secessionists eventually. And and that's the thing that I guess bothers me. But again, like you can't really do anything about that in a sense. Is the fact that these people want those gun rights not because of the right or whatever they're doing it because they like they have an end game to this. It's not, oh yeah, for hunting. Why the fuck do you need so many guns for hunting? That's like I'm building a millet, a little a militia. militia. Like that's what you're doing, right? Which is crazy because these are the same people who are so supposedly pro America. I don't know. It confuses me. The whole the whole thing confuses me. Well, remember, a lot of these people come from. The South. anti-America people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they come from like you know the the, the South section of the Civil War, <laughs> who are still very much butthurt about the whole thing, which is so crazy. I mean, can you but... imagine these people? They were born, they were raised to believe that they got screwed over by their government. Right? They didn't leave the country because, well, I don't know. But they stayed angry. I mean, they their love it or leave it doesn't apply to them. But um, apparently, they, right, they, exactly. they, they like grew, you know, raised these kids angry. And then imagine that when they're adults and full of hate, Obama becomes the president <laughs> for eight punch years. To the gut. <laughs> punch to the gut. <laughs> Punch to the Can gut. you imagine that? Like, like think about think about <laughs> like you were raised to show how hate, you know, how horrible these people are and how unfair it is, blah blah blah. Like, you know, just erase hate. And then <laughs> literally the thing that they're supposed to hate becomes president. Punch to the gut. Yeah, that's why that's Loved why it. these people are so like ride or die with Trump because that it's the first time since the Civil War that they feel like someone's on their side. Which is crazy because a lot of the people, like I said, a lot of people who tend to lean towards that thinking are also super pro-America, but are also very intent on siding with someone who wants to like dismantle America piece by piece. And that's the thing. And I don't understand It's it. because they're not pro-America. <laughs> they're pro-racism. They're pro-classism. They're pro... Not even classism, because these people are They're pro-themselves. They, they're literally pro-racism. Because they, he's saying all the things they like to say themselves. It has nothing to do with <laughs> politics. Because can you imagine in a few years ago... If a rich person comes to these rural towns and tells them what to do, they would have listened. 
from the government? They really, they really wouldn't have. No, they wouldn't That's why the it's shit. so surprising to me. Because I'm like, wait, why do you think this rich guy sides with you? Yeah. Yeah. Because he says all these things that they have been saying secretly. Like he, yeah. Well, and this yeah, is why people. Absolutely. This is why people. Like this is why. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, just because I'm a Trump supporter, I mean, I'm racist. Except, kind of. <laughs> because if, unless you at first believe them, but now you're like, no, man, my bad. Clearly, I was wrong, which are a lot of people, too. But the people that are diehard fans, there's some deep-rooted issues in you. Like, there's a lot of people who, as we know, refuse to check their privilege and refuse to realize that racism and their privilege has helped them get by for so long. Yeah. Um, Reddit was reminding us today about how um, there's a congressman that's uh, Native American that Mm -hmm. the Trump supporters started trying to kick out their country because he did not belong here. They were saying, go back to your country. What? <laughs> to a Native American. Yeah. It, Isn't that like It was a years ago, honest. but they just brought it back. And they were like, just a reminder, guys, that Trump supporters are racist. <laughs> They're not here because of and America. Stupid. Because if you were pro-American, you would give, I don't know, give your land back to the Natives. If you were that true, such a true American, I guess. Because here's my house. They have identified with someone who's just as narcissistic as it's a, It's not a politic thing. It's not. It has to do everything with what that person is. Well, yeah, of course. No, it could. It couldn't have been a politics thing from the very beginning because he's not a politician. Like, <laughs> like My it, it amazes me. And what the, a and, weird time. Yeah, we live in. I mean, every time I start thinking about like Obama. And like when he won, like when he first won, you should watch and, um, like, Michelle Obama's like, thing on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet because I think I'm not ready no. to cry. Oh so my gosh, I cried so much for no reason. <laughs> Even though, not gonna lie, I've started rewatching Inuyasha and I've cried a lot more than I thought I would. But you know what? Honestly, I think I think story. it's good to watch it. It, it is like sad but it also has like a, a again it has a positive message so it, I think it it's a, something I would definitely watch Like I will definitely watch it when I'm emotionally ready is it, I'm not is there it yet it's like her um her book tour yeah okay. yeah yeah it, it's it's really it's really funny like it's like I said, it, it, I, I enjoyed it. I was like, hey, let me watch it. And I was like, wow. Okay. Emotionally invested in this. I, like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Let me get <laughs> off of Nuyasha. And then Because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a weeb this week. I got to go to the... And so... When, I, when they came to the BBNC Center... Oh really? Yeah, I remember you mentioned. I was like, didn't I ask? Yeah, it was it was really beautiful. So I'm curious to see like um, if they just wrapped up like the central messages into the, the film or what. 
it, it's good. And it also talks about behind the scenes, you know, what she felt like, what she dealt with as being the first lady and, you know, all this stuff. So I, I oh think it's, it's really nice. So definitely should watch okay. it. Anyways, we should go back to the book. Okay, yes, the book. So, yeah, like, oh, shoot, my bookmark fell out. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I'll get that at some point. But yeah, so um okay, yes. So yeah, that part. <laughs> so yeah, in general that chapter just talks about how they were lucky <laughs> what it's like to have a great leader in a time of a crisis of, of you know, of such turmoil and What's that like? I don't know. I mean, in the book, it seemed that they did pretty great. And he had, again, you know, the president was him. He has Sinclair doing all the heavy lifting. Like, they had good leaders, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I, Some might say qualified leaders. Yeah. <laughs> you know, experienced, level-headed, rational, educated. I mean, I don't know. The list goes on. <laughs> Basic things, basic things. Selfless, selflessness is an important one. And being a good leader. Yeah. So I, I think it definitely. Crazy. I think it's a good chapter. Also, the fact that uh, it wasn't even that person talking about himself; it was someone else. Yes. Yes. And then um, we go into the section with Joe Muhammad. Yes. I like this section particularly because of, like, the way that, um, you know, our friend put it. It's, like, world building. Because then you get to, it's like, okay, so, you know, VP and Sinclair, they talk about, like, kind of, like, the more upper level, upper level stuff, right? But then with Joe, you have like the nitty gritty of what is like what is happening in mm-hmm. the neighborhoods, like the day to day life. Yeah, in the contained or the secure area across the in Rockies. The, mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. and so I like that a lot. Um, and I think this whole chapter in general is like that. It's just very like setting the scene like almost like an exposition in like the middle of the book it's kind of what like the way I look at it like it's just setting the scene for um the rest of the book as far as like okay so this is what it's like living in the like you know the middle of the like the zombie war yeah so you know um we learned that, you know, the neighborhoods, basically, they um, have, like, neighborhood security, and so they take turns, basically taking watch, patrolling. They kill zombies. They have lobos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, the lobotomizer to go ahead and, like, No, 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 they didn't brain. have that yet. <laughs> no, that, they, they said didn't? that was before that. Like, they only had... Uh... I think some guns. So maybe I'm thinking of something else. Hold on. 
Now I'm like looking. Oh, okay. They have yeah, they mostly hand to hand jobs, hatchets, bats, a few crowbars, and machetes. We didn't have lobos yet. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I thought they had it already, so maybe I misread it. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so he talked about um, how they would like patrol and stuff. Um. And, like, for me, like I said earlier, it's, like, a lot of world building, so I just, like, imagine, like, just darkness everywhere and having to, like, patrol super dark houses and, like, going into homes when you hear noises and stuff to go figure out, like, is that a zombie? And if so, we gotta kill it. And, like, that's just, like, crazy to me. (laughs) I thought it was pretty cool how they, um, I don't know if it's in this show, but they described how, like, you could tell Oh yeah, the the quishlings. Yes, 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 and that's how you know whether or not to shoot at them and kill. I mean, to shoot at them to just kill them in general. So imagine like how many trial and error, like really weird scenarios that they were in where they accidentally somebody who was like just looking for safety. Yeah, and like here, you know, we we learn more about we learn about the quizlings. This is the first time they introduced them in the book, and um, yeah, the quizlings are just very interesting. It's interesting that um, they are able to they just something in them just gives into like the zombies, and they're they basically become living zombies. To the point that, yeah, like, you have to, like, kind of, like, look at their eyes. Or once you shoot them, if they're bleeding red, that's when you can tell, like, oh, wow, that person was, like, a living person. And so that's nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's not too far off, right? Like, it's something that totally could happen, like, psychologically. It's just crazy. (laughs) Because um, it's already difficult enough to kill somebody that looks like you know your species. Like to kill your own is weird, but then you're able to make a, sort of like a mental uh, distinction between zombies and people. But then when you act like you know you kill a person that just was like psychologically not present, I guess it adds a whole other layer of mm-hmm. like distress. Some some good PTSD. Right. Oh. All that PTSD. I'm just like, oh my god, this is yeah. like so horrible. <laughs> I, I mean, I think if he talks um, about that and too, and about how he's like, honestly, I just he's like, I don't feel any type of way about them because they they're not they're not in a sense they're not humans anymore. I mean, they may act like they may still be humans, you know, but they're not they're no longer humans. So it's like they're just another. They are another zombie. Just that they haven't turned in a sense, but they're still zombies. Like they don't feel pain. They don't. They're not humans. I don't even think they can talk anymore. Mm-hmm. 
So I right. think I think he said that at the end, something and like that. He's like, I think it's just sad that they just gave up. Yeah. Yeah, he says quizlings don't scream. They just lie there, not even trying to fight, writhing in that slow robotic way, eaten alive by the very creatures they're mm-hmm. trying to be. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Um, and then he briefly touches on like their theory, or not their theory, but um he briefly touches on like the misinformation. Um, that was going on when they were first starting to like figure out what was happening with Quizlings. Um, oh yeah, with the drug, the miracle drug, with the failings, right? And so with the failings and and how that led them to like the that led people to believe that quizlings were zombies. Um, so they thought that the zombies were attacking each other. Right, 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 right. And they, they and they thought that if they were bit by a quizling that they were bit by a zombie <laughs> and if they didn't get infected they were like, okay, well, yeah. I'm immune. So the yeah. phalanx is working. And so I'm just like, oh. I like how they put it all <laughs> together, which makes sense. You know, miracle drug, crazy guy lost, finally snapped, and, you know, just decided to become a zombie, gets bitten. Like, it's all like at the right place and the right time type scenario. Mm hmm. Wrong time. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> Or wrong place, wrong time, right? So yeah, like with the with the quiz things, it's just like very interesting. Yeah. Very, it very is. Interesting. It's sad, but oh. I don't know. Like, I guess it's weird how how you would feel about someone like that. I feel like we have something similar in this day and age. Um, talked with. <laughs> yeah, <I> talked. <laughs> Talk to so, me. Tell me more. It's just a, a coping mechanism, right? So you're doing what you can to to survive. So I was. It, this is very like a mild case, but I feel like there's various kinds of it. So there's um that have different levels of um. Oh my gosh. I, I get nervous and then I forget words. <laughs> um, autism, different levels of autism. <laughs> and so they they did a study and mm-hmm. they found out that like uh, women with like light levels of autism are able to mask their autism and they look completely normal and people treat them normally, but they're internally uh, just going through something that we wouldn't understand. Um, and they do it just so that they can, like, cope with, like, the social demands of our system. I was watching a video of a girl talking about that. Like, a, this girl, um, I don't know, like, some random girl um, who has autism. Like, very uh, low-level, or not low-level, but, like, very light autism on the spectrum. 
she was talking about that about how like different it is like when it when it's a girl with autism and i like i just like had no clue i was like oh that's very interesting same same so i feel like that's one way um any any sort of maybe like mental illness too or maybe illnesses that we can't see uh what uh Michael like the the ones the the illness that people feel pain but you can't see anything but they're like they're in severe muscle pain but they have to act like everything's fine um like fibromyalgia wait is that what it is Is that what it is? Uh, no, okay, hold on. Now I need to like. I'm like, is did I say? It? Am I thinking of the right disease? But yes, fibromyalgia. Yes. Okay. I think. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Things like that, where people have to mask um, whatever they're going through, kind of to to is deemed normal by society creates a lot of like internal conflict and this is more of like a physical conflict like mm-hmm. an external conflict with the quizzing so that's why we're like kind of right like oh okay you really like mentally that's where you're at okay <laughs> <laughs> well i mean and we see we have you know we have had examples throughout the book and we're gonna have another one coming up of like the different things that people go through uh psychologically mm-hmm. to cope. And so So yeah, that's why I say it's like not too far off. Like it's not the craziest thing. It just manifests in just like yeah, such a yeah, crazy yeah. way. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean it's, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the modern day what they're saying is like you know like the there were Jewish people who became Nazis, you know, in the Holocaust. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and it's like yeah, you know, it's it's their coping mechanism to survive. But just like the zombies, at the end of the day, they know that you were a Jew, Jewish person, and they did what they did, no matter what you, no matter how hard you thought or tried to be them, you know. Right. Yep. Um, but I think for the, the Quizlings, it's definitely, like, there are some people who just snap and just, they're gone. They're gone forever. And I think that's what happened with the, with these guys. Um, I don't know. If, and I think he even mentioned that they're like, oh, yeah, they didn't take things for you to recover uh, and try to save and whatever, like, you know, catch them so they can go get treated and stuff and then he was like man say whatever you want to say about that in a sense like and now they just use for someone's political agenda or what to do with the ones that they they were able to I guess rescue um right I don't know it's very it is sad that they gave up in that sense but I don't know if it was even like an option you know some people just react and that's just the way they reacted. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a choice to begin with. Yeah. Right. Like, it's yeah. just like a very, like, right. primal, I think. Primal. Like, yeah. instinct. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, we go into the next chapter where we learn a little bit about the asymptomatic demise syndrome or apocalyptic despair syndrome, right? Like the ADS, um, which I guess is like basically I would consider like a type of depression. Yeah. Right? And so, um, you know, he talks about how there was, of course, like high levels of this being found in the population of basically people losing hope and and going into such a deep depression that they die. Like, not, you know, by committing suicide or anything like that. They just die. Yeah. Right? And so, um, you know, Roy Elliott... He was someone that I, that was kind of being considered uh, what we would say now a non-essential profession, right? Which was like filmmaking because, you know, they had to figure out like, hey, we need to survive, right? But he saw how he could use his talent, you know, and bring hope to people or try to bring hope to people by showing, um, you know, like, the victories, like, what um, the government and military is doing to, like, fight the zombie war. So this is, like, kind of, like, the other side to the coin of, you know, Sinclair. Um, And he had, I think he, this guy ended up having, like, his run-ins with Sinclair, too, right? Well, no. No, like he, didn't. he said clear, that like, he flash. couldn't even deal with it or because he... he had more important issues to deal with than, you know, the issue that he was trying to deal with. But they didn't really consider an issue just yet. Right. And so, um, so it's interesting to think about because then this is where I guess you have to like consider like, okay, in a like apocalyptic world, where obviously we have to worry about like the basics, right? Like food, water, shelter, safety, right? But art, the art and entertainment, whether and you know, which I'm not going to consider the same thing. Art and entertainment still has its place in the world. Yeah, so I, I mean, I thought the way that he, um, how he was like. Obviously, you know, it goes into the order of our primitive needs, which is, you know, like you were saying, food, shelter, um, and I guess a, a purpose, you know, like working or whatever. And then once that's met, like, mm-hmm. comes the, the moment that he's like, hey, I'm not dying. I'm not fearing for my life. I'm actually in a bed in a safe area. Well, then you have to deal with everything that you just did to get to that point. Right. No, and it takes, like, a lot of cell phone awareness, right, to, like, move past these types of events, you know? Like, bro, like, going through all this, like, it's like you're a person that has gone through all of this and you're still alive. You are, like, traumatized. And when it feels like there's, like, no hope, you know, that, I mean, that's where, you know, people can fall into like depression yeah and so i thought that was interesting how i mean just talking speaking in human terms that you know once your primitive needs are met 
then comes your mental health because that's the next thing that you know follows in a sense and then how these people are just done and it's yeah like and, and that's another important. thing that um I was talking with uh with Ian Stockton and she was saying how right now there's there's a lot of studies going along uh in the psychological and you know the mental health um line about meditating and taking care of your mind because no not enough people do that to begin with. And now this and this these right. you know, being locked up in a sense, um it's messing with people. Not in a good way. That's why all these doctors are doing these like webcams because some of their patients really cannot cope with this. Right. And also, like, um, it's not even just like being at home, right? It, it's like a lot of things oh, yeah. that go into it. And so, like, that's why, like, you know, people's like mental health right now is like, like very much at stake and um i was like i was reading you know an article day to day where they were talking about how like therapists and people who work in like mental health like you know are, are getting like secondary trauma or no they didn't call it secondary trauma they called it something else but basically it was kind of like how they were talking about how like even like for mental health professionals it's like a lot because it's something that we're all going through at the same time. So it's very hard for them to disconnect from like the pa- whatever the patient is experiencing. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, we all know people who work in like social services and like the mental health, we all need like therapists anyways to deal with everything that we deal with. But like, it's weird when it's something that like society is going through like collectively so it's like you're trying to help someone else process but you're also trying to process at the same time yeah and so like self-awareness is a big part of it you know um being you know you guys know me I say all the time it's so important to be like in tune with your feelings and the whole thing about being home is you know like we talk about this a lot is the fact that like you have to like face yourself and face your feelings or face your your situation your current living situation whatever it is yeah and that's the thing that's why there's so much so many races and like abuse at home like that you're forced to deal with issues that maybe you were avoiding this whole time. And to being two months in one house with the issues, you can't escape it. Yeah, the divorce yeah. rate, you know. Divorce. You know. Oh my so many things. Um I, I thought it was I, I thought it so was a nice thing. I mean and I think that also says a lot about people. It's like, hey, you, know, you like you were saying, the importance of movies and music and art is the fact that 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 is a way that people cope with. If you take that away and you're only living with the essential, you're not giving people an outlet. You know, 
when survival is not the only thing to worry about mm. anymore, you're not giving them an outlet. And he did. And because of that, you know, he saved so many people, you know, just it, it gave them hope, which mm-hmm. is a lie, I guess, <laughs> to them. Sometimes I agree, though. Sometimes it's like a little necessary. <laughs> Don't lie too much, but some you you know you have to like encourage people. And you know, like in earlier in the book, um, when that one guy I forgot who it was was talking about how like basically it's like America needs to like believe they're winning yeah. the war. And, like, you need to, like, maintain people's support. Um, I know we had talked about, too, like, how it kind of, like, compares a little bit to, like, propaganda films and stuff in, like, World War II. Yeah. Like, you know, they did that with comic books. They did that with movies, too. Like, Like, you know, putting America as the hero. Oh, we lost Addis. We lost Addis. <laughs> okay, I gave myself a nice little pause <laughs> to be able to like edit it. Hey. <laughs> hey. We were just like, we lost Addis. <laughs> so yeah, there it is. Did you see that? This is a tropical depression. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah! No, 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 no. I not the one only that. in the in, in the east side. There's one in the west side by the Gulf of Mexico too. <laughs> we're just hey. we're just home. We're all just taking all the end of the world boxes. <laughs> Anyways, going back to the book. <laughs> oh my god! Have you guys seen that meme of that guy? In like the yellow, I think in the yellow suit where he's rubbing his hands, and it's just like, oh yeah, coronavirus, and it's like hurricane <laughs> season. Is that guy? Oh my gosh! Want to hear some good news, guys? I just looked at the national hurricane. That depression that's already um, that's forming in the golf course in the golf coast is gonna meet the depression that's forming on the east coast. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, the chances of this becoming a big Ah, thing, it's very high. (laughs) Uh, We'll be fine. It's a high chance. This is 70% or more. A higher chance of that becoming something. Oh my god. Keep them apart. Don't try. (laughs) That's crazy. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. I'm so. Um, anyways, back to the book. It's gonna be. It's gonna be super rainy Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Oh, apparently, all yeah. of next I week mean, is gonna be thing. rainy they're, too. They're expecting it to become, you know, a very, you know, like just a tropical storm or more. <laughs> or more. <laughs> It's very hot outside and the waters are very warm. Yeah. That does not help us at all. It has been very hot. 
Anyways, back to the book. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. The book, the book, the cool. book, the book. But um, but yeah, like um, we, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it compares a lot to like propaganda to build up morale. Sometimes you just need to build up morale. Like, you need to present a united front in front but of the But you kids. see, and that's what they did, like, in the story, in the five colleges that they're talking about before the battle. Like, they were singing. And it's because we need that. We need some type of motivations for us to be like, this is worth fighting for, you know? It, it's a purpose. <laughs> a girl we're fighting for. Mulan knew what we're talking Hey, let me tell you something. Um, the the freaking song, the one song from Mulan we all love, "Be a Man." Hey, that is a. I don't great know, man. Megan, I have been listening to "Worth uh, a Girl Worth Fighting For" a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> yeah, uh, because wait, they specifically keep that song. The house, like he's like beef, pork, chicken. Mm. <laughs> 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 Like, oh my god. He thinks so more the weirdest parts of songs. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Beef or chicken. Mm. Like, <laughs> so strange. Anyways, hope. Strange. <laughs> but it's hilarious. But yeah, oh my hope god. is important. <laughs> Here we go. I'm so sorry if you can you hear know, it. Captain America. You can't hear Wait, it. Wait, what? You can't hear it. Oh my god. I can hear it. Oh, I can hear it. Oh. <laughs> you know where that thing is? <laughs> Apparently, he refuses. Okay, his part's coming. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, but yeah, like during World War Two, they had to do that. You know, they used comic books and movies and stuff to um, promote. Well, one bond buying. <laughs> But also to promote, like, that America was, like, the hero and that we were going to win and we were going to defeat the Japanazis and stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, and we need that. I think it's important to stress that as humans, we need that motivation, whether it's through music, through art, through movies or, you know, reading material, whatever it is, like, you you have to have some type of reason to like, move, to continue, you know? Yeah. <laughs> to, like, live. Because that's why these people are dying. They found no reason to live. They say, what? I'm just going to clean a road every day for the rest of my life, and that's it. You know? Rough, bro. It's yeah, rough. I mean, that's think about rough. all these people who are working minimum wage jobs. Why are they doing it? They're not doing it because they enjoy it necessarily. They're doing it because they want a better future for their families. You know, it it there's a bigger purpose to their actions. And they're happy, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you take that away, you know, like when these people have no family anymore and 
they're like, mm, good night. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> night, night. <laughs> no, and, and, <laughs> my God. Night, night. <laughs> um, and that's the thing, you know. Uh, so, okay, I like the, the closing line of this section, you know, where he says, there's a word for that kind yeah. of lie. And that's the thing, like, we need a good balance, right? Like, we need to be realistic and then also have, like, that good balance of, like, hope to it. You need both to coexist, yeah, for, for sure. sure. Um, kind of like an Inside Out. Yeah, oh, man, I love that movie. That movie taught me so much about emotions. That movie's great. <laughs> That movie is so good. Like that's a good like. Like, and that's the thing. I don't life. think. Like I, I never understood it, and then I watched it again, and I'm like, I don't think kids truly understood how deep this movie is. No, of course not. That's the kind of stuff that you rewatch as an adult, and you're just like yeah, blubbering, crying. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> we lost happening? that. Maybe it's her now, What's not me anymore. I'm usually the one who gets booted. Oh, oh, <laughs> it is usually you. You're right. And we're like almost at the end. We're literally at I the last part. I love this chapter part. too. <laughs> I love all the chapters. Me too. I can still say I love this chapter. I love this book. You're so funny. I kept saying that last time in book club. I'm like, yeah, I know I say it for everything, but man, this chapter is really good. (laughs) Okay, so before maybe I can start telling you the beginning of this weird story from the weekend. Oh, wait, you can edit it out, right? Yeah, I'm going to edit it out. So, as you know, Monica did like a, a thing, a getty. Hey, if you will. Back. <laughs> Hello. You came back. So you I think like, I gave oh. you my um, my power to get kicked out of conversations. <laughs> You're the kick up. You have been. been- Bestowed, been blessed. Bestowed the power. <laughs> yes. Okay, guys, let's continue. But yeah, so this overall, this chapter, um, pretty on point, of course. And yeah, and that's why some people like some people that down so much on like. TV and like sports entertainment and stuff like that. It's like chill, my dude. Sometimes you just need to come home and decompress. Watch like an hour of some weird TV so you can keep, so you can get up the next day and go back to work. Sometimes you need a little bit of that. So the important thing is having a balance. Um, this chapter also reminds me of Wally. 
um, you know, when they're in like the the cruise ship or whatever, and then the fat guy's like, I don't want to just oh. survive. I want to live. And I'm like, oh, such a yeah, cool it really movie. is. I love that. <laughs> I don't remember anything of that movie except probably literally that scene. (laughs) To be honest. I have to rewatch it. But yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, surviving is not enough. Like, we need a reason to, like, live and to thrive, you know? So. So, yeah. Um, Then we go over to the air base or the National Guard base. Excuse me. Let me not mix up my <laughs> armed forces. Armed forces. Um, and we talked to Colonel Christina. And I like this chat. I like this section a lot. <laughs> I just imagine a girl being stuck <laughs> in the Everglades. And I'm just like, one, I won't survive in the Everglades on account of the alligators. But even if you take out the alligators from the equation. So. Like, yo, alligators and well, zombies? Remember the, I can't remember the that. zombies were eating them. Ooh, interesting. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Weird team up, but I like it. Like, they, you know, the zombies in this world eat Every living thing. True. True. I hadn't thought about that. Okay. All right. Yeah. We can work something out then. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was. um... Yeah, she's a badass. Yeah. She, yes, she is. So, you know, she's doing the flyover, trying to go drop off supplies somewhere. They're going to Florida. They're flying over Louisiana. Florida. (laughs) They were on their way to Florida, but they were flying over Louisiana when there was, you know... A breach? um, yeah, Yeah, some type of breach in the plane. And basically crash landed, right? She was able to survive. um, But basically it was her trying to get to safety. So in in this, like, you know, journey to try to get to safety, safety, she manages to get into contact with somebody um, over, you know, like the, what, like the walkie-talkie radio, whatever it was. Yeah. And then um, she came across what was Skywatcher. So she was able to get in contact with the Skywatcher, right? Who's who's basically whose job was to like you know um, monitor any air flying activity and situations such as these, trying to help somebody um, get to a safe place. If they need it to get picked up, right? Like airlifted out of the situation. So, um, you know, hijinks ensue. <laughs> you know, she slept in the tree, right? Yeah. She just, um, and basically, she just did what she had to do. Mm-hmm. 
after beating herself up for it. Right. And, um, you know, this person, um, the Skywatcher, her name was Metz, like, like, just pushed her through it, right? Like, okay, remember your training. This is, like, what you need to do. Like, do you, you know, need, like, you know, for instance, she passes by a car where this person had, like, a lot of expensive camping supplies. And Metz is like, okay, but do you really need that? Like, do you see anything in there that's actually, like, practical to you in this situation like something that's not gonna weigh you down and then you know Christina's like okay yeah true facts I don't need any of this stuff it's kind of superfluous and so you know she keeps going and basically the whole thing is that she needs to get to the top of this one particular highway and that is in like a cleared out section I want to say and that's where she can get um airlifted out where she can get extracted um yeah she tells her story i don't know if i'm like if i'm just generalizing it too much i mean it's basically just a lot of her walking around being yeah i mean i guess we're uh, we're talking about like her mental being you know she's i i think it's funny how she talks about her accomplishment of you know as a woman, as a, as a, yeah, really as a woman, becoming one of the best pilots in the world, in a sense. And then how she was like, I went from mm-hmm. fighting, from flying like the closest thing to like a Thai fighter to a freaking U-Haul. So, in the, can you imagine like, you know, your goal, the thing that you like had to sacrifice so much for? And then they're like, yeah, good for you, but. <laughs> That doesn't yeah. really help us right now. So, so it's like okay. I mean, you know, like that has to be like a punch in the face in a sense when it comes to your goals. Obviously, you're gonna do your job anyways because you know it's your job. But like that had to suck. And then you know, I think the fact that she she lost her crew sucks, and she put herself very. Uh, you know, she beats herself up a lot for it, which. You know, as as their leader, I think she was the captain of the the. You know, it like burned her mentally. She she was burning out. But again, and this is what we were saying earlier is like the fact that she was able to recollect herself and assess the situation is one what she was trained for. But on this, it's also personality thing. Some people are just better at that than others. So I think um, right. It speaks really well of like how again a prime example of someone who knew exactly how to like what to do and how to handle situations, even if they didn't necessarily go her way, you know. Right. And I think she also had moments where she felt like she was forgetting what her training was or or was succumbing to like her first instinct. Um, yeah. but then, you know, she snaps out of it, right, with the help of Mets. And then I absolutely love that then we find out that Mets was not a person, or not a real person that they ever found. They never found this person that she was speaking to over the radio this whole time. And 
I was like, I remember the first time I read this book, I was like, what? No. I was just so like, what? And she's also kind of like, what? Nah. (laughs) She's real. And they're just like, she's not. She's like, well, she's real to me. And I'm like, and and, you know, that that. I think that talks a lot, a lot about her. Like, you know, how everyone has this internal voice you know that constantly keeps you going even though mm-hmm. you're not you don't think about you know we think of it as a subconscious but in her need she like literally created this person to help her cope with such a shitty situation again it's another coping mechanism <laughs> like literally this whole book is about coping mechanisms it's how to cope no yeah and I love it because um, I like the end where it's like where she's like maybe she was just a scared lonely voice that did what she could to help another scared lonely voice from ending up like her who cares who she was or is she was there when I needed her and for the rest of my life she'll always be with me and I was like oh my god that's so beautiful (laughs) like it's just so beautiful to me it is though it's like you know that that voice that in a sense that's like her um what would you call it? Not her motivation. I guess in a sense her motivation and her... You know how you have this internal voice in you of what you hope to be like or what you want to be like and then there's you outside that some of the times you don't meet that expectation that you would like. Like literally she person... person-, right. person- what's the word I'm doing? Person- personified Personified that being into a being, a real being. Mm-hmm. A real into Mets, and I I love it. I I love it. it. Like I think it's like such a beautiful way to yeah. like end the chapter. And obviously, they think she was crazy because she's still a colonel. So that's another thing that I'm like I appreciate that they didn't put her in a. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're crazy. Like in yeah, like in like. Yeah, they didn't like relegate her to like oh, a psych ward. Sorry, I just saw the next that. chapter. I love that chapter. <laughs> this chapter I is love good... around Yo, the world. This next chapter is lit. This is a good chapter. They're all good chapters. They're all good chapters. But you will hear every chapter is my favorite chapter. I. It's funny because during book club, during like the meeting, I was like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to read this part. Because <laughs> this is, this has, I think, some of like one of my other really, really interesting chapters that I like to discuss not, from this book. I'm not and I can't wait to reread like it. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. <laughs> You're just like <laughs> No man. I'm I so am too excited like, for what's coming. I can't wait all to the, discuss all the it. countries that are coming. I'm just so excited. So excited. I can't wait to discuss this. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I'm I I well, can't I wait. I'm excited, but also I think a lot of the chapters that are coming are also very heavy too. More than before. There's some um, that are pretty heavy. Well, I, I that I found very heavy. 
I'm trying to remember. Even this one. I think this one made me cry yeah. at the end, like this chapter. I mean, it's kind of... It, I I think it can't it can be emotional from what I remember. I haven't reread it in a while. But from what I remember, it's like a good solid section. I'm trying there okay, so there's that one country I wanna talk about in this next chapter. I think that other country might be in this next chapter too. Right? Do you know? I don't know. Maybe you know. You remember stuff I'm talking about? The other country that's also super. I don't remember, but all I know, well, we'll read and then to the book club on time. (laughs) We, okay. So, all right, guys. So, we're reading next Around the World and Above. so I can't wait I want to thank you guys for joining me for book club thank you guys out there in podcast land for listening to us talk about this book that we love so much I hope you've been reading along because it's like really good and just gives you like a lot to think about and ponder about especially in the times that we're living in right now um so remember i think what we can take from this chapter is don't lose hope yes. and watch the michelle obama <laughs> becoming and watch the michelle obama yes. documentary which i will and watch Yasha, you guys because we're at some point in life we're gonna get the <laughs> we're gonna get the anime about inuyasha as the Shomaru's <laughs> kids. So there you go. I just had to throw that in there. Because I need to, I need to talk to Inu, I need to talk about Inuyasha with somebody. Hey, wait, what I is had, that? I don't know. Steph, do you watch Is it on one of these? Um, is it on Netflix or something? It's on Netflix, but um It only has two. It ha- it only has Wait, two seasons on Netflix. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do after that. I'm so gonna watch the rest of it. Inuyasha. E- it's an e- anime. It's very interesting. Okay. Um. Probably. I'm definitely not. Oh. Okay. What is that about? Inuwash. Inuyasha. So, okay. It's a check bunch it. of movies. Oh, apparently Inuyasha is on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't know there were so many Inuyasha movies, to be honest. I I had no clue there were so many Inuyasha. I was like, why are there so many Inuyasha movies? Holy crap! Oh, okay, so it is on Hulu. Perfect, because that was. It's a long show, and there's like, and if you look, <laughs> hey, the I can watch this whole thing because long. they're all in English in Hulu. So. Because.
Inuyasha is great. It's probably one of the. I used to watch it at some point. Like, and then. No, no, no! Wow, this is so. Basically, do you want me to tell you, or twenty years old? Tell you. I mean, it was. It was like it was on for a long time. But um, basically, it's that he... No. Wait, you really don't want to know what it's about? It would be like the thing that I'm watching in the background now. Okay. It's so good. And then the thing... So the whole... So why am we watching Inuyasha? It's because they, <laughs> this week they announced or they released like the, the, the conceptual artwork for the sequel, which has to do with, I guess, his children or his daughter, and then like his brother's daughter. And then the memes have been so great. I'm just like, <laughs> I hate these weebs so much. <laughs> the memes have been so good. And then, because, like, it's, like, people trying to figure out, basically, who everyone has kids with. And then, like, one of the memes is just, like, oh, like, who wouldn't F the Shomaru? Because, you know, every teenage girl, definitely, who was, like, sort of into anime, we all definitely were, like, thirsty for Sashomaru. We're just, like, oh, my God, Sashomaru, though, is so freaking fine. Sashomaru. And so I loved it because, like, one of the memes was just like, who wouldn't F Sashomaru? I'm like, I <laughs> know though. Bro, Sashomaru probably has a bunch of kids everywhere. So that's <laughs> what I've been up to for the past couple days. I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna post a couple of the memes because they're really funny. But yeah, oh, so, uh, watching Yasha. Watch Becoming. For inspiration, watch Becoming. Uh, for weeaboo <laughs> nonsense, watch Inuyasha. Rewatch Inuyasha. Catch up in the time. best show ever. But it's it, it. It makes you think a lot, though. I'll think so about it. If you're not ready for some truths, don't watch it. Yeah, that that show it's, it's like oh, really funny, but it really deals with topics that I'm like, I need I need a moment to think about this. <laughs> it well, well, you know, it's a good show. Sure makes you do that. oh, you you like it? I I think it's up your alley. Like I said, it's awesome. Brutal reality okay, okay, okay. checks, but it's I've watched it's like the book. I've watched it at least once or twice a year. The entire You're so weird. Oh my god. No, like with I literally have not watched Inuyasha in like years. Like years and even when I did watch it I never watched it like in order or continuously it would be like 
because they used to show Inuyasha on Adult Swim. Or they probably still do show it on Adult Swim. Let's be honest. But Inuyasha on Adult Swim was kind of like Friends on like TBS. No. You know, oh, we lost that is. But you know how like you know how like friends on TBS, yeah. you're not going to get friends in order. And like you are definitely just like watching whatever at whatever time. That's how I used to watch Inuyasha. So I'm just kind of like maybe I'll actually watch it in yeah. order. I don't know. I'm 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 enjoying yeah. it so far. It's really good. Yeah. You should watch for me. Once you finish with that one, if you're feeling a little more, yeah, watch for Little Alchemist. It's such a weeb. Ian and I watch it, and we just love watching it. If I have a daughter, there is a character there that I'm gonna name her after. Do you? Mm-hmm. You're so funny. You know what I've been thinking? I'm just like, if I have a dog, like another white <laughs> dog, because I missed my opportunity with this dog. If I have another <laughs> white dog, I'm going to name it Inuyasha. <laughs> when you, but no, when you watch it, like if you watch it, it it'll make complete sense. You'll be like, yeah, oh, I need okay, to. yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's why Sophie's name is Sophie sense. because of Howl's Moving Castle. But. <laughs> oh my god, we're such weebs. But we're a I, lot I more weebish than we. I had a daughter and would like her to be Sophie, but I can't name her after a cat. So Sophie's out of the table. So I'm sad. But Sophie fits Sophie so well. I can't be mad. Yeah, you can't. You can't, but you can't my give all the good names to your pets. You're so funny. Yeah, I mean, Same I already, we already have uh, the names decided. <laughs> Just one good name. A daughter. But uh, now I'm changing it to the anime. <laughs> so if you watch Fumar Alchemist, tell me who you think I'm going to name my kid after. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. I almost just want to watch it just so I can figure it out. Just so I can figure it out. Like I said, Inuyasha, you'll figure out, you'll know why, if I have another white dog, why I want to name my 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 kid, my dog Inuyasha. And maybe another dog Sashoguru. And they'll be weird brothers (laughs) together. It'll be great. It'll be beautiful. But all right, guys. Thank you guys for joining us today. Um, oh, another recommendation real quick. If you haven't listened to Bad Bunny's new album, Lo Que No Iban A Salir, you should tell them into it. I, I listen to it. That's okay. I need to ease up on it, though, because um, there's one song with his girlfriend, and I guess I'm annoyed by that. I don't know why. <gasps> what? I thought you I don't think it's so bad. I, I think I'm just love like that song. That I don't know why. Like... I guess. <laughs> oh, you're jealous. Okay. I guess some That's would different. say that. I don't I don't I wouldn't That's say that. That's different. But <laughs> I mean he is he 
really he, is. He is your husband Mashed. after all. So. Mash degreed it. So how <laughs> she's can a nice he with lady. That I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> she's so nice. She seems really cute and sweet. I love that song. I feel like that is like my life ex- like like in yeah, a song. It's, that's just what like, it is, right? I, I think it's like stuck at home or something like that. My style. I, I gotta listen to it again. I listened to it a little bit earlier. Yeah, and this is But like, I'm really stuck in, in the other like, album still. <laughs> Go on. Oh, you yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I, haven't I mean, the other album got no, uh, tired of it. Like, I really like this album. Like, if these are songs that, like, for real, for real, he, like, were cut, like, for time or whatever, these are pretty good songs. And I'm glad he ended up releasing. I think the only song I kind of really didn't like on there was the one one with "Mm, um, Yandel. And again, I don't know if it's different because they didn't do it together, you know, because technically they were apart. Like, you know, everyone kind of did their own section. So, I don't know. But, um... Mm -hmm. I have to re- listen to it again. There were a few more trap songs, not really hot on them, but that's because I'm just not really big into trap. Uh. I really liked the Don Omar song. Yeah, I was, was like, like, oh, Don Omar was on here. so many mixed feelings about Don Omar. I'm like, well, um, I listen yeah, to I you. can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I understand. Be- believe me, oh, yeah. I am used Anyways, this was fun. Yes, yes, yes. This was great. Thank you guys for joining. Um, Addis fell off earlier. <laughs> we miss you. We love you. Come back, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, wanna um, you know, like and subscribe, rate whatever i don't know check us out on instagram hit us up let us know what you think about the book until next time you guys bye like and subscribe